When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, November 22nd. On today's show, we actually have our shortest podcast of the year planned for all of you listeners. Now, why is that the case? Well, it's because tomorrow might be my favorite podcasting day of this 2022 season. We're going two podcasts wide with tomorrow's show as we plan to put a final bow on the 2022 ATP and WTA seasons on the Great Shot podcast feed. I will be joined by my dear friend and now Cracked Rackets contributor Gil Gross to hand out all sorts of hardware as we look back on the 2022 ATP season. Of course, here on this show, I will be joined by another dear friend, Nick McCarvel, making his Cracked Rackets podcasting debut, at least for this 2022 season. But it's been a couple years since we had Nick and having gotten the chance to work with him while we were both in LA working on Tennis Channel's second serve show. Uh, I just was reminded of how exceptional a tennis mind Nick is, and I very much look forward to hearing his perspective on the 2022 WTA season. Of course, in terms of the hardware we're going to hand out, we'll get to all of the big ones, player of the year, most improved newcomer of the year, maybe we'll offer even our thoughts on coach of the year as well. But then, of course, we get to the abstract category of awards we like to offer here at Cracked Rackets, and that'll be things such as looking at the top rivalries from from the 2022 season. Who were the most enjoyable players to watch each time they stepped out on court? What are the things that people are constantly saying people aren't talking enough about? Who are the players who had a moment throughout the course of the 2022 season? Maybe not in exceptional 11 months, but a two-week, three-week run that when you look back at the 2022 season, you will always remember it for. We want to, again, put that final bow on the 2022 and WTA seasons for all of you listeners. We also want to be able to offer, I'm going to go ahead and guess we'll have at least three hours of conversations between the two podcasts for all of you listeners. So should you get, we'll say, overwhelmed with the amount of family attention you receive during your Thanksgiving festivities, you can go disappear for a couple of hours or maybe get that pre-meal workout plan in and listen to some content wrapping up the 2022 ATP and WTA season. So again, shorter podcast here today. I want to offer my thoughts on today's Davis Cup action. Look at the Davis Cup matchups we have planned for this week. Dare I say, it's the most important cup to us that's happening this week. I know there's World Cup action, soccer, football, however you want to refer to it, but we tennis fans locked in on the Davis Cup. That's what I want to focus on here on today's show. But again, had to do a little bit of rescheduling. Both of our award shows now scheduled for tomorrow. Again, here on the mini break, myself and Nick McCarver, our WTA award show over on the Great Shot podcast feed. It'll be myself and Gil Gross 
handing out all sorts of ATP hardware. Of course, the reason we're able to do all of these things, right? Get reflective during this offseason. Look back at 2022. Be prepared to preview 2023. It's because of the support we get from all of you listeners and, of course, because of the support we get from our dear friends at Tennis Point in the holiday spirit keep things short. Tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. There's not a single tennis player I know in my life who would dislike receiving a tennis-centric gift during the holiday season. If you're looking for the best places for those gifts, look no further than tennis-point.com. Make sure you use our promo code CR15 at checkout to let them know we sent you there. With that said, let's get into what is truly a mini edition, dare I say, of this mini break podcast. And I just want to quickly go over the Davis Cup action that's happening uh, throughout the course of this week. It's going to be a fun week of action. Certainly, again, late November, you see so many top 50 players in the world being willing to compete for their countries. Of course, we already have one event, uh, excuse me, one quarterfinal matchup in the books. And remember, they have changed the Davis Cup format. It's no longer five rubbers. They're trying to play all these Davis Cup matches in one day. There are two singles matches, which if they split 1-1, then it goes to a deciding doubles rubber. No doubles needed in our first quarterfinal matchup as Australia struggling against France on the football pitch, but earning a, I don't want to say definitive 2-0 victory over Netherlands, but look, Australia's into the semifinals of the Davis Cup for the first time in five years on the backs of two three-set come-from-behind victories for Alex Diemenauer and Jordan Thompson. And I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to typecast all Australian players because in tennis, we know it doesn't matter what country you're from. No two players are going to skin the cat when it comes to their game in precisely the same ways. But there was a physicality, a lingeringness, a just death by a thousand cup paper cut storyline, dare I say, that surrounded both Alex Diemenauer and Jordan Thompson's victories today, and it's a reflection of the ethos of their head coach, of course, their captain, excuse me, Leighton Hewitt, who, of course, is captaining the Australia Davis Cup team. You look for Australia now, it was a 2-0 win over Netherlands, not maybe a traditional powerhouse when it comes to tennis, but look, fairly even matchups across the board. If you look at the live ATP rankings right now, Alex Diemenauer currently ranked number 24, Botik Vandesenskulp is currently ranked 35th in the live rankings. Now, you know, again, that's a lot of parity between those two. 11 ranking spots and neither's inside the top 20, but they're both inside the top 50. You feel like players, dare I say, 25. I know Demon Hour's 24. I hope you'll all indulge me for a moment. 25 to 40. You feel like that's a tier of players, right, on the ATP Tour. And certainly Botic, Demon Hour, no glaring weakness in either of their games. I think Diemenauer is a little bit more successful at generating pace from the center of the court. I think Botic is a little bit more disciplined in his patterns and his relentlessness in moving you side to side, a little bit more efficient, I suppose, with how he goes after the ball. Probably, actually, they're both pretty good volleyers, to be honest. And look, it was a very physical 7-5 first set to Botic Vandesenskulp. But the thing I liked so much for Diemenauer today is, A, well, it's really just this is the thing we've seen from him since uh, throughout the really since the start of the grass court season, he's going after his first serve and his first forehand in a way he really hadn't, you know, 
or away. It's just a little bit easier, I should say, for him now to manufacture free points behind that serve, behind that forehand. And you look for Demon today, fought off seven of the eight break points that he faced, was not broken in sets two or three in this match. He was just able to make life a little bit easier for himself. And then, look, Botic only made 53% of his first serves. Demon Hour won. 21 of his 41 second serve points when all three of his break points he generated, you know, that was enough for Demon Hour on the day. And again, we know how physical Demon Hour can be. What was interesting in this match, backhand to backhand was just neutral. Like it was very hard for either guy to gain ground with their backhand. Certainly Botic was probably a little bit more comfortable stepping into that ball from a neutral position. But Again, it was the Demon Hour forehand, his ability to truly generate, dare I say, elite pace. Maybe not elite action on the ball. It's still a little flat, but man, when he flattens that forehand out, when his feet are set or he's on the run, but he connects with the timing properly. I mean, we're doing a full November, uh, December podcast, excuse me, on Demon Hour, on his ceiling. Where do we think he goes from here? Because I feel about Demon Hour this offseason, a tier above how I felt about Miamir Kasmanovic going into last offseason, but... You know, Demon 24, uh, we, I think he's, what, a 99, so maybe he just turned 23. Let's see, Alex Demonauer, as of right now, 23 years old, turns 24 next year. I mean, look, he's still got seven years, eight years, nine years, where he's ostensibly in the prime of his career. But what does that prime look like? How much better can Alex Demonauer get? Where is that improvement going to come from? It feels like if he can continue to generate serve forehands, and there are some stats that indicate he got a lot better in the second half of the season on those two things. He was top 10 in break percentage, by the way, this year as well. Another sneaky improvement he made, even though he's always been, I would say, an above average returner. Um, But again, I want to get into those stats in a full Alex Demon Hour podcast. That's at Demon, a three-set win over Botic. And then credits Jordan Thompson, three-set win, four, six, seven, five, six, three over Talon Greekspoor. I mean, again, you look for Greekspoor on, uh, excuse me, you look for Thompson on the day, fought off 11 of the 13 break points that he faced, 16 aces for Thompson on the day. I believe he fought off four of the, no, no, I think it was five of the 11 break points he fought off with unreturned serve, and I think it's nine of the 11 uh, points, break points he fought off in the first five shots of the rally. Look, it wasn't the greatest year for Jordan Thompson, who ends the season ranked number 83 overall uh, in the ATP rankings, which is a pretty good position, by the way, for him to be in at 28 years old, getting to play a full ATP schedule. You look for Thompson, 39 and 26 overall on the year, 10 and 17 in ATP level matches. And so obviously for him to get a win over another top 100 guy in Talon Greekspor, who has struggled certainly down the home stretch of the season, but again, no glaring weaknesses in the game of Greekspor. Uh, it's a really good win for the Australians. 2-0 to again advance to their first semifinal since 2017, right? It's been five years. So first semifinal since 2017, Australia. Moving on. With that said, let's look at some of the other matchups we We've got going on this weekend, certainly a big one, uh, a team to watch. They obviously win the ATP Cup, and now they're getting the band back together here for Davis Cup. It's Team Canada, right? And you look at the the roster for Team Canada, who they have available for them. Now, I, I'm going to have to look. As of right now, I see no Shapovalov. I see FAA, Pospisil, Lexi Galarno. Gabe Diallo, and Steve Diaz. That's at least who has played for them so far. Now, again, I'm 
I owe you more looking in the roster. Oh, I, I, you know, certainly if Chapo shows up to this event and you have Chapo, FA, and Pospisil, that's a pretty gar- darn good team. You'll feel like you can steal one of the singles rubbers against anyone. And then, you know, with Pospisil, who's a former Grand Slam champion in doubles, you like your chances to steal that rubber as well. And you look in their quarterfinal, they're taking on a Germany team that obviously will be sans Alex Zverev. And you look at this German roster this season, it's been Struff, it's been Ota, for what it's worth, Zverev 2-0 and in singles. Now, they're not going to have Zverev here at this match, but uh, certainly Struff, Ota, indoor hard courts as this event is being played on. All I'm saying is never count on a German team when they're serving big. I, I got to look and see if Felix is playing Davis Cup. I believe he is. I thought I saw a photo with, photo with him on there, but certainly you would say Canada... I don't want to say the heavy favorites, especially if Shapovalov's not playing. Ota versus Pospisil. Talk about a 7-6-6-7-7-6 sort of matchup. Um, I would anticipate... I would anticipate... You know, again, I think that match goes 2-1. I think Canada sneaks it out in the doubles rubber. I think Germany's going to steal one of those singles victories, but I would expect Canada to advance, of course, your other matchups. Croatia versus Spain. I mean, you look for Croatia... uh, Croatian Davis Cup team. Obviously, they have won the event not too non-recently. And, you know, you look at who's played uh, traditionally for this team. It's that they just have so many options, whether it's Chilich in singles, Pavic and Metkic in doubles. And when you bring in a duo like Pavic and Metkic, two of the 20 best doubles players in the world, you feel pretty comfortable about them playing. You feel like you can throw Chilich in with Pavic in a pinch as well. Obviously, if Borna Chorich is healthy playing for this team, that would be exceptional, though we already saw a former Wake Forest All-American NCAA singles finalist Borna Gojo uh, have some success for Croatia in Davis Cup earlier this season. But, I mean, look, you look for this Croatian Davis Cup team, they're going to take on the Spanish Davis Cup team. And while we know no Rafael Nadal for Spain, no Carlos Alcaraz, I believe, for Spain. Actually, do we have Nadal back for Spain for this event? Uh, you look for Rafa. Is he playing this event? I don't think he is, but I will have to... No, 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 he's not. Okay, this is an old article. I was like, no, he's not playing in this class. There's no way he is. Sorry, leave it all in, Super Producer Daniel Westhoff. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you look for the Spanish Davis Cup team. I mean, they won it as recently as 2019, and you look at who has competed for Spain at least, uh, you know, this season. Uh, Certainly Spain, not a team to be trifled with as they've had so many op- they still have so many options in Carreño yeah listen to this roster Carreño Busta RBA Ramos Vinolas Pedro Martinez and then of course for doubles you bring in world number 17 Marcel Granollier uh Granollier excuse me these are good ma- this is your best by far the best matchup we have on the board all due respect to the Italy USA matchup which I think is a close second I mean this this one, if we get Chilich versus Carreño Busta, Chorich versus RBA, are you kidding me? Like, how could you not be excited for two top 25, top 30 matchups in Davis Cup? That's a really fun quarterfinal. That's actually happening tomorrow, so buckle your seatbelts, folks. Uh, that's the doozy to get prepared for, of course, the final one. USA taking on Italy. You look for this Team USA roster. Interesting to note, no Rajiv Ram for the Americans, who obviously just captured the ATP Tour Finals. You would love to see him fly over if he's available to be an option, him and Jack Sock in doubles. I feel pretty good about that duo. But, I mean, look, the Americans are fully loaded. Fritz, world number nine. Tiafo, world number 19. Tommy Paul, world number 33. Jack Sock as your doubles option. You pair him with anyone 
But honestly, I'd probably go with a Sock-Tommy Paul duo. I really like that pairing. You know, Tommy's going to put a punch of returns in play. He'll be active at the net, able to clean up all the opportunities Jack Sock creates. But look, this Italian team's got options. Berrettini, Musetti, and look, Fritz Berrettini is a toss-up, right? Taylor's probably playing better right now, but and Berrettini's not great in two out of three set hard court matches. That said, indoor hard courts, you're going to bet against Berrettini. Always a tough option there. So that feels like a toss-up. Musetti, Tiafo, both playing exceptionally well down this season's home stretch. That feels like a toss-up. And while you lean America, maybe, in the doubles because they have the best player in Jack Sock, Fabio Fonini and Simone Bellelli are very good doubles team. You know, Bellelli's 21 in the world. Fonini's 23 in the world. They have Lorenzo Sinego to pull in off the bench in a pinch. It's a really good matchup. Again, both Italy and USA, which is the 24th, Croatia, Spain. This is the most important cup of the week, folks, and that's why I wanted to offer an update about who is playing at each of these matches. Again, I lean Canada tomorrow, uh, two days from now. I'm not going to pick against the USA in this spirit, so I'll take the USA to advance. Oh, man, that Croatia-Spain match is an absolute toss-up. Oh, am I going to go Chilich Chorch, or am I going to go the Spaniards? I'm going to go with the Spaniards, uh, but Metkic versus... Pa- I'm going to go Croatia. I'm going to go Croatia. I'm going to roll the dice indoor hard court. Give me Croatia over Spain. And it's decided in the doubles rubber, and Croatia beats them in doubles to advance. And then who do I got winning the Davis Cup this week? Is Croatia just going to ride the wave? Is America, USA, are they going to beat Italy and ride the wave? Boy, would it be. You know what? I'm going for the narrative. USA to win the Davis Cup, end the drought, and just put that feather in the cap. A definitive American men's tennis is back. So let's root for the narrative here at Crack Rackets this week. But again, more than anything else, this is your most important cup of the week. With that said, we will be back tomorrow with a more full-throated, Typical Crack Rackets podcast for all of you listeners. Nick McCarville again joining me on this show for the WTA Awards show. And then we will have Gil Gross over on the GSP to talk all things ATP Awards. Of course, a shout out as always to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the of an editing job he does day in, day out, making all of our content possible. Shout out as well to our dear friends at Tennis Point. Remember, it's tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. With that said, for our super producer, Daniel Westoff, our friends at Tennis Point from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.